0: And the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, uh, August the 12th. And uh, ball football's in the air, folks, but uh, last night, Couple big games uh, to start off the exhibition season. Uh, Giants down to Patriots 23 21. The Ravens over the Titans 23 to 10. A whole host of games tonight. R- the
1: Ravens, though, you've you got to make mention of the fact that they have this ridiculous winning streak in the preseason.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what is it? 18 0, 19 0. I, I want to say
1: it's maybe above 20. I want to say they reached 20 last year. I, I did tag a story uh, along those lines Uh, uh just uh changing seats here uh gives me a little uh slows me down a little bit here but uh let's see here it is uh Six years since they have lost a preseason game, and the number now is 21. Okay.
0: 21. I knew they were up in the high teens. I didn't realize they'd busted it even a little bit further, but you're right. That's that's an unbelievable stat. And we'll talk a little bit about the Saints and their exhibition season over the years. Anyway, uh, also uh, the Giants down the Patriots, I mentioned 23 21. Ho host of games tonight. I think the NFL Network's going to have the first game at five, and that's going to be the Falcons and the Lions. I'm not sure that they're gonna have another game. I'm not sure which might be is it gonna be uh yeah, Green Bay and San Francisco, yeah. I think'll be the later game. Yeah,
1: they'll probably tonight. join that one in progress. But uh yeah, for folks uh, and again for what it's worth uh scouting for a preseason game Saints play the Packers next week, so might be uh enough reason to watch uh that preseason game. Just to give you a better idea of what the pack might bring the Saints next uh, Friday night.
0: Yeah, just uh, who knows uh, what uh, it's going to be in, in that regard. But uh, it gives you an idea. Uh, of course, you know, we mentioned yesterday Saints signed another quarterback, and uh, uh, I think it was the Costello guy that threw for all those yards against LSU. Uh, was it year before last, two years ago, I believe, in the opener for the Tigers after their championship season, and uh, he threw for forever, uh, so to speak. But, uh, you know, there was also an interesting article that uh, came out yesterday that uh, I saw that basically the the Sean Payton, Tom Brady, if Breeze had retired in 2019 as he thought about it, they're talking about Tom Brady might have been in New Orleans with Sean Payton and who knows if he'd have stayed, Payton might have stayed another year. I mean, just crazy. And, uh, of course, uh, the Dolphins got penalized heavily for trying to induce those two to come down to Miami. Uh, to play for the uh, dolphins, and uh, as we talked about last week, uh, they were hit severely with uh, draft choices and fines, et cetera so uh interesting jeff very Mil- interesting. million and a half fine too for the owner that 's right that 's right Any- anywhere elsewhere uh, of course uh, the saints uh, will be playing uh, tomorrow night at seven i think kTC out of Lafayette will broadcast the game uh, live uh, uh, the other big uh uh other big item was the Field of Dreams game last night as the Cubs come through and knock off the Reds 4-2. to Of course, Cubs held a 4 nothing lead for a uh, good part of the game, and the uh, Reds come back, I think, in, what the bottom of the eighth and scored a couple runs. To yeah, after,
1: after the uh, ridiculous uh, Harry Carey uh, moment. The hologram, I, yeah. I, I don't know, didn't know, because I wasn't listening to the game. We had music going on, and I'm, like, wondering, what the heck is that? I wasn't sure if it was someone trying to imitate Harry oh, okay. or if it was indeed the hologram that it turned out to be. <laughs> I was like, I was freaked out by it, let me tell you.
0: It was pretty clever uh, to do, but one thing I noticed, his lips and the, the, the uh, audio were off just a shade, just and, a shade. And, and again,
1: not having heard it, sometimes that's the echo, um, those kind of things. Uh, you know, If they're not picking up the direct feed... But he, he didn't say Cubs either.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. And yeah. to keep it new, as far a Reds home game, you know. That's right. He didn't keep it. Uh, he, and he he didn't say, let's get some more runs. <laughs> couldn't bring in Joe Nuxall, uh, maybe his hologram. To well, do this it. is true. Joe Nuxall, the youngest player ever to play in the major leagues. And longtime 15. broadcaster. Yes, for the Reds, yeah. yes. Uh, Joe Nuxall, I can remember when he played back in the 60s, started as a 15-year-old. Of course, he came in during World War II yeah, when a lot of the uh, only all game he played, he, uh, that's he, right,
1: and, and I was shocked to find that uh, when he died, you know, read the obituary. My dad was a Nux All fan growing up in Cincinnati. He, uh, admired him. He was my dad was probably twelve when Nuxy got uh, to pitch as a fifteen <laughs> year old, and so uh, my dad was always a fan of his and talked about uh, him then moving into the broadcast booth and. Uh, but but just um, the, I I never realized it was just that one game maybe three yeah. uh, three batters yeah like he
0: that. it was it was a one game bringing him in I think he was um, uh, I can't say American Legion pitcher but he they scouted him and he had a fastball at that age and all and they brought him in for a game and uh,
1: and then then went back to the minors uh, well I assume uh, some sort of organizational shift uh, because they eventually of course brought him back and he did pitch for quite some time.
0: Yeah, anyway, of course, the game last night, uh, uh, people were, you know, this is uh, the second time they've played it. Of course, last year was the White Sox and the uh, Yankees, but the, the game opened up with Ken uh, Griffey The, the Griffey's, was a nice yeah. moment. It reminded it me
1: of my own special Ken Griffey and Jr. moment. Um, White Sox closed out Comiskey Park in the 90s season, and I, as a gift, I, I received fourth row tickets to the second to last game at comiskey park the old ballpark and the seattle mariners were in town and batting number one and two were the griffies uh-huh and to see them on the on deck circle at the same time father
0: and son yeah it, it was
1: kind of cool being right there just four rows back and you know i i regret that we didn't have phones so prolific as we do now uh cell phone cameras because i would have loved to have taken a a photo at that moment maybe even found a way to get a selfie in there somehow but uh it wasn't to be but still a great memory
0: yeah and th- you know they played it up last night really big uh you know, with uh with that and uh, the players coming out of the corn, they did that and a lot of people don't realize they have two fields out there now you yeah. know the game what well, the field where the game is being played on that major league baseball i think contributed the majority of the money to build all that of the 8,000 fans at that game last night and then the the original field that was in the movie is uh, maybe a hundred yards or so maybe a couple hundred yeah, yards I, i've
1: lamented that it's they don't use that diamond but then again they're trying to keep it pristine and uh, yeah. for the tourists to see it adjacent to the house uh, it would kind of ruin the moment had they actually built the 8,000 seat uh, arena around the original field. So. I kind of get it
0: now. And the original field was way too small for Major League Baseball, too, because they'd been hitting fly balls into the corn all night. uh, And and that would be hard to shag down, of course, Anyway, the, the, just a the, the family. Cut a few
1: more rows of corn. Yeah, you're right. But again, yeah. the, the brother-in-law would have had an issue with that. Take it <laughs> down right. more uh, until the moment.
0: Anyway, the Lansing family, there was a Lansing family that bought the uh, original field back in, uh, I think, 2007. And uh, they're the ones that have put it together and all. But from what I to understand uh, that uh, there's a group with uh, Frank Thomas and the name of the, the 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 group that frank thomas is is go the distance llc and i think they have a lot to do with uh i guess not the original field i think but the uh major league diamond so uh but major league baseball put a lot of money into that over the year and uh anyway uh it's just a, a, a man what a picturesque sight to, and all with everything being done for that uh that game last night uh and uh, next year, you yeah, out of luck. Uh, they're not going to do it next year. I'm not so sure what type of construction. What more could they do? I'm not sure, you know, in that regard. Another it's pretty... 7,000 seats. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's true because they only have it down the uh, left, left field, field line. line. Nothing down the right field line. Yeah, very small. You're sure. right.
1: Yeah, but, but, but it should remain a bit of an intimate setting. Yes. You know, uh, it's smaller than a lot of minor league ballparks right now. Smaller than a lot of uh, exhibition uh, stadiums in Florida and Arizona. But but it needs to be a bit of an intimate thing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I can still think of the little girl in the movie. I can't recall the name of the young lady's uh, name. She's probably in her 40s now. Uh, but yeah, if you build it, they, you know, they will come. And she said, people will come, Daddy. People will come to the ballpark uh and of course, the sh- the movie ended with all the headlights. They had the whole yeah, town yeah. Uh, lined up to uh, come visit the park. You know, once the sun went down. <laughs> and I don't know where they parked all those cars, but it was a few hundred cars, and the people. I guess that was the people of Dryersville coming to the ballpark for the movie scene at and the then, end. And then
1: they had them all go backward.
0: <laughs> and we're, okay, now we're done. Go anyway, but. Uh, you know, just the the park had, uh they had to play at uh, the other field. I mean, like you said, they could maybe cut some more rows down, but uh, it just wasn't big enough for that field. So uh, to do it, and uh, everything worked out. So I thought it was uh, well played and uh, done properly. But uh, Harry Carey's hologram was pretty interesting in that regard. So he was even. I'm
1: surprised <laughs> the the Cubs hadn't figured something like that out because they will show. You know, uh, since Harry, and it's still a shock, Shocking to me that it's been 24 years since Harry died. They keep the seventh-inning stretch tradition alive with someone singing uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Sometimes it's a live singer, a local celebrity, or sometimes a national celebrity from Chicago or whatever the case, uh, someone who might be doing a movie in town, theater in town, whatever the case. But often they'll show, I'd say at least... uh, to uh, maybe forty percent of the time, it's a video of Harry or Ron Santo or Ernie Banks, uh, some legendary people who have passed away, singing it. Uh. So I'm amazed that they didn't come up with the concept of the hologram. Yeah, they,
0: you're right about you know. that. So um, it's just amazing what they can do today. <laughs> you know, somebody comes back to see all that. Uh, just uh, amazing. So, uh, Anyway, just uh, looking up, uh, in August of 2007, uh, Rita Ames Camp uh, sold the land containing her portion of the baseball field to Don and Becky Lansing, the owners of the remainder of the field. As a result, the movie site was, and for the first time, entirely owned by the Lansing family. And uh, Dubuque uh, County record show, Go the Distance, LLC, already paid $3.4 million for the property in 2013 former White Sox all saw first baseman and will serve as the chief executive officer and Don Evans, of course we all know that uh, the White Sox also our first baseman is Frank Thomas in that regard a former uh Dan, Dan Evans is former Dodger general manager and player agent for the Toronto Blue Jays so uh and he's the chief operating officer so i mean you know the people that visit that place i'm sure it's about the hundreds each day uh that people go to visit that site what do you do when it's snowing in Iowa in uh january and
1: hey, you probably don't visit then nah, I mean, if, I don't if think it's so. snow covered and it takes away from what there is to see, I would imagine. Unless they're shoveling snow and keeping uh, it uh, in a state where people can see it. Uh, but it's not good for grass. Snow is actually good for grass in the
0: wintertime. Oh, okay. It, it yeah. helps insulate it. Yeah. So. yeah, just like they do in the uh, orchard fields and things like that with uh, oranges yeah. and lemons and all. They try to wet them down and free- so they'll freeze in that meantime. So. Uh, anyway uh major league baseball uh still at about uh, about fifty games left in that regard, so uh, we'll see how things will take place uh in the coming days uh n c a a uh football I saw something uh in uh i want to say uh, Ohio State talks about their their t- that team is uh their ticket sales uh to watch them play or when they 're on the road or whatever they're uh They're the team to watch this year. Uh, They say their ticket sales. Of course, the SEC leads all conferences in uh, capacity, too. But uh, the Buckeyes uh, are confidently 10% of all the college football sales so far in StubHub, and including more than a third of the Big Ten sales. So uh, that's amazing when you think about the Big Ten. uh, Unless it's
1: the advanced ticket purchase idea that they, they gobble them up as early as possible. To have them, and maybe other fans are uh, not as impatient, Uh, and we'll wait uh, to get, because obviously, uh, you know, seven, eight games, uh, even at a 100,000, I mean, at at some point, you know, LSU's going to sell out most of their games, if not all of them, except maybe some preseason, well, no, the Southern game, uh, you know, that's their... FCS game, uh, FCS uh, team, uh, and of course that's going to be packed for that.
0: Anyway, they're talking about the top top ten games this year. Alabama has three of them. Ohio State two, Notre Dame two, and the only teams with multiple games in StubHub uh, is top ten. But uh, first one is Alabama Texas. (laughs) September 10th, Notre Dame at Ohio State. That's going to be a ball game. September 3rd, AM at Alabama, October 8th. That ought to be an interesting ball game with uh, the coaches even. You wonder if you even shake hands <laughs> at midfield before the game. Elsewhere, Oregon at Georgia. Uh, That's also is September 3rd. That's going to be played in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta. Michigan at Ohio State. Uh, everybody knows that game back in November. Auburn at Alabama the 26th of November. Clemson at Notre Dame. Uh, November 5th, West Virginia at Pittsburgh, not sure about that one. September 1st, Oklahoma at Nebraska, September 17th, and Florida State at LSU, September 4th, and of course in Caesars, uh, New Orleans Caesars Superdome. So uh, those, uh, those are the top 10 games that, uh, right now, I guess, with StubHub. Clemson at Notre
1: Dame sounds like a semi final game in the playoff. Yeah, and you can count on Clemson winning
0: that game too. Yeah, I I know. do believe too. <laughs> November fifth is that scheduled at Notre Dame in South Bend. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Has Clemson ever played Notre Dame in regular season? I, That's a I good question. Tell you. Well, yeah. they
1: did play in the ACC that year, right? Uh, you could, I think and I, I want to say Notre Dame won that game.
0: Yeah, they did. Uh, no, well, I'm thinking of Georgia. Georgia went up to South Bend and beat them up there one year in a tight game. And then came back the next year, and I think uh, when they played in Athens. So, uh,
1: but Notre Dame, uh, what a wonderful place to to visit. Yeah, uh, I've
0: been there t- up to, up there twice to see yeah, games, yeah. and it's and it. You don't want to go in late November. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah. You're- prefer not to uh, i went in sure. october I mean, and it was
0: so much nicer yeah. in october than it was than it was in uh, uh november when it, the sun goes down and the game kicked off around three or two o'clock yeah and that sun goes down early and i mean it got so cold uh, the hot chocolate couldn't come fast yeah, enough I, I
1: went to a bear packer game with a 45 below wind chill. and we knew what we were getting into we knew our tickets were they were high up uh, we knew we were going to face the wind off the lake and I couldn't have dressed uh, much warmer, uh, and and we survived. It's just that the Bears played so miserably that day.
0: Yeah, and uh, just some other something in here in the lightning round, just quickly. Number six forever. Of course, the NBA was retiring the late Bill Russell's number six, which
1: I said would not be done. Yeah, when it yeah. was proposed, I said, "There's, I mean, yeah, he he was certainly a transformational guy, but not in the way Jackie Robinson was. And, right, and, but but." Does any player deserve it in the NBA? If anybody does, I guess. Russell would, would. come eh,
0: 11 championships. Uh, of course, is six. Though players who already were it, like Lebron and James, will be grandfathered in. Of course, he joins Jackie Robinson. And we forget, Wayne Gretzky's 99 was retired in the National Hockey League. So, uh, anyway, we'll see how that comes into play, Dr. too. Dr. Jay wore six, didn't he, too? Uh, I think he did. Uh, or 23. That was Michael Jordan. Yeah, but I'm saying that Dr. J. I that think he did wear six. You know, I'm I pretty think, sure. I think you're right sure. about that. So uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere around, uh, just uh, looking at uh, some other info here. Of course, the women's WNBA. Wherever the f-
1: I, I don't know the name of the stadium, and I think they're in different stadiums now. The Sixers and the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. But on the rafters, I'm sure Dr. J's numbers retired, right? Oh, I'm sure in is. Philadelphia. Yeah. I got to think they did. So you're going to have two sixes maybe side-by-side side, uh, to remember the rafters. In the
0: ABA, who did he play with in the ABA? Uh, New York? New Jersey, maybe? Yeah, I think it was New Jersey in the OABA ABA back in the early 70s, uh, Dr. J. Anyway, also uh, yesterday, Wednesday, Massachusetts became the 36th state uh, plus Washington, D.C. to legalize sports betting after Governor Charlie Baker signed the bill into law.
1: He wore 32 with the Nets. Okay with he the did wear 32 at the net so okay. maybe that's a little Yeah e- maybe I uh, there. yeah I'm dyslexic but six, but 6 6 with the Sixers and uh yeah uh, I'm looking here I I don't see for sure that uh, the numbers were tired by Philadelphia, but I got to think so.
0: Okay. Anyway, Florida's Seminole Tribe, which granted exclusive rights to the state sport betting landscape, uh, which became legal in 2021. It's been locked in a legal battle ever since, an effort to make it operational. So uh, not sure what the Seminoles are looking for in that regard. Uh, Elsewhere around the uh, world, of course, the football scores last night. We got a whole host of games on tonight. And uh, anyway, I'm just trying to look – you know, of course, they had mic'd up uh, Joey Votto. Uh, they was supposed to mic up one of the Cubs. Ian Happ was supposed to be. Mic'd. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you never, I, heard I, it I never, ever. never caught. because I was bouncing back and forth, uh, watching different games and all. But I never did hear that uh, Jeff in that regard. So, uh, but yeah, Ian Happ
1: has been fairly entertaining on mic uh, during preseason games. I, I'm not a fan of the players being distracted during a regular yeah. season game, but. I know the fans sometimes appreciate it, and I, I was pretty amused. Uh, it was the game, uh, the Yankees, uh special game where uh, I'm not sure why that particular game, but uh, a lot of the Yankees were miked up and talking to the booth, too.
0: Yeah, and, that's
1: right. And it was fairly entertaining, but again, uh, a distraction for the the players, I would think, although the Yankees seem to respond well to it.
0: Yeah, Aaron Judge, I think, was one of them that was mic'd up when he was out in right Maybe field. that was
1: the All-Star game. So never mind. Forget it. That was the All-Star okay. game All right. I'm
0: talking about.
1: And in that case, that, that's a much better venue to do that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, one bit of information before we take our break is Chandler Redmond, uh, Springfield, the Cardinals double-A affiliate, hit for the home run cycle. Mm. And you ask, what's a home run cycle? Where in the fifth inning hit a two-run homer? In the sixth <laughs> inning, he hit a grand slam. In the seventh inning, he hit a solo shot. And in the eighth inning, he hit a three-run homer. So he had a, a solo shot, a two-run homer, a three-run homer, and a grand slam. So uh, uh, that's, I, I guess that's the home run cycle. I guess so. And I guess. I'm trying to remember when Witten hit his four home runs, I think he drove in 12 runs in that game for the Cardinals against the Reds. And uh, I think he had to hit a home run at the top of the ninth to uh, get the four homeward game, and uh, it's, of course, set the Major League mark, 12 RBIs in one game, and it tied the Cardinal record. Uh, Jim Bottomley, Bottomley did that back in the 20s where he drove in 12 runs in a ball game. So uh, we uh, have a caller on the line?
1: Yeah, let's go right. to the phones eight minutes after. Hi, you're in the air.
0: Hey, hey, uh, hey uh,
2: Jeff and uh, Mr. Tony, how y'all been? This Good. is uh, Stony, the Stone Man Hello. Land.
0: Hello there. So, read an interesting
1: article in the paper this morning. Uh, UNHM uh, going back and forth again.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I kind of heard some uh, rumblings uh, from uh, yesterday's. Uh, oh, he
0: made the air uh, yesterday. I can assure you. <laughs> a lot of hot
2: air, I bet. Hey, before before we get on, uh, uh, little uh, little Huey. Um, hey, I got a question. And then this is probably something that uh, we we'll do a little bit about, but the NIL. Do those kids have to pay taxes on that money that they get?
0: Absolutely. It's considered income. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, they, right, that's another they, problem that's going to happen as they receive these uh, monetary valued uh, disclosures. They're going to have to pay taxes, so they better have a good accountant. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they're getting so many new i r s people working that, that maybe
0: so, <laughs> maybe so <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't think All there's right, so eighty seven thousand
0: college athletes, so <laughs> yeah,
2: but hey back back to the uh story at hand about for tomorrow night, yeah, uh yeah Matt did a great interview about it in uh in the paper for it, and kind of it kind of spells out everything worked out where uh you want to be a wannabe wrestler, but with a lot of talk, so uh tomorrow night you gets his opportunity. I should say, I get my opportunity to get him in the ring to where uh, he has nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Yeah. Hey, I,
1: I like the uh, the line uh, where he said something to the back. I don't know why he's mad at me. All I did was hit him in the face with a pan. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, it, I
2: mean, I
0: guess, Stoney, I guess when you was a... Stoney was Joe Lewis that said, once you're in the ring, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: right. That's right. Yeah, and, and 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 he got nobody to hide, you know, behind. So it's gonna be him and I, and you know, his birthday. And he keeps saying something about his alligator shoes. And I, I heard y'all talking about, uh, you know, uh, early in the show about uh, you know the amount of alligators they got out there. I tell you what, he, he's gonna he's gonna have to use a couple more. Because when I, when I rip the alligator boots off of him and whoop his tail with it, uh, we you have to get some new ones made. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: sick. Anyway, tell us a little bit. Uh, of course, this is uh, Saturday evening over at the West St. Mary Community Center. Uh, he told us the gates open around 530 and with the action beginning around 630. Is that, is that accurate?
2: Y- yeah. The, uh, the, the doors open up at 530 and uh, action will start at 6.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. for
2: the national anthem and then we'll go from there. And um, uh
0: there are all kinda of, besides y'all there are all kinda of other uh, uh matches on the on the schedule, is that correct?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's uh there's six matches total. Um that's gonna be happening tomorrow night. We got a uh two two five heavyweight championship match uh going on. We got the uh heavyweight uh GSW heavyweight championship match um going on we got a gauntlet match that's going to be taking place uh with uh peter uh which is jordan a local guy from new iberia it's going to be going against sean Crow and uh, michael white in a gauntlet match
0: so And, uh, and, and tickets are still available is that correct at the door
2: tickets are still available we only have left um is the uh general admission tickets left okay the floor is sold out we have uh, going into uh, this morning we have total 450 tickets sold and uh, we have 77 tickets left for general admission
0: oh wow so y'all pretty good yeah, uh, pretty we're, good we're, event wow good for yeah, y'all
2: yes yes very good mission um, baseball will be doing the concessions uh so you know, come out and support nish and come out and support the uh independent wrestling circuit,
0: yeah, and I'm sure you'll have a few choice words for uh, your opponent uh come Saturday night too huh
2: well, me being the uh the the good guy like i am I'll, I'll let him speak and i'll i'll put the uh you know i'll put my foot uh one foot forward and the other one right behind it, yeah right up there, yeah. <laughs> so.
0: you mean you to put the your foot where the sun doesn't shine so to speak.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to kick high because he's that
0: tall. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Anyway, I want to also wish your opponent happy birthday tomorrow. It'd be a sad sad thing uh, to him be disgraced on his birthday, too.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that's something that should have happened a long time ago. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah heard from uh, InDesk, You know, uh, uh,
1: I talked you know, to he's Coach. I- to
2: be the guest referee, but I ain't heard from him. Uh, uh, all
1: I know is his email got hacked over the weekend, uh, so that may have been part of the problem. I I, I got a disturbing email from uh, Brent, and I texted him. I said, y- "You didn't send me an email this morning. Uh, did you get hacked?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got hacked." So. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's probably that uh at m H&M flarerick fellow
1: probably
0: <laughs> yeah. uh you could be right about that but uh <laughs> we want we want to wish you all the best of luck and for a successful uh, event and matches uh I appreciate you coming on this morning to uh put in a little degrading thought uh with your opponents so <laughs> all right thank you very much man y'all Take, have a okay cool. thank right, have a nice weekend and good luck with the event you
1: know we, we often say to uh, you know celebrities or are- Theater people about to do a show. You say break a leg, but yeah. in this case. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes. that, I mean, that goes to the thespians. That yeah, doesn't go yeah, to the right, uh, go.
0: <laughs> to this match. Matches. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And uh, we'll be back with uh, Today in Sports History on August 12th. We'll be right back on Kane Radio.
2: Hey, guys. If you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
1: The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there tonight for the Cajun Company Band. It's the best of the Teshwood carpet after party. And tomorrow night, it's Classic Country Saturday Night. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for tomorrow night's Saints game. And no bar has more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern 910 East Main. Across from McDonald's the best drink prices in the Domestic beer is now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of- None of us can be without adequate insurance coverage but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money that's why so many people call the Schwing insurance agency to get a quote the swing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years you can depend on swing insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price so before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one call the swing insurance agency for a quote at 365-2357 swing insurance three hundred east main across from the shadows to answer to pain.com.
2: celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become part of something bigger join the team we're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS great jobs great people that's Danos.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday. TGIF, August the 12th uh, today in sports history. In 1948, the Cleveland Indians get 29 hits in a nine-inning game, but the record, it was since been broken. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have 31 hits in uh, a nine-inning game. They did that against Toronto uh, in August the 28th in ninety two. The sixteenth NFL All Star Game uh, in nineteen forty nine. Uh, the Eagles uh, down the All Stars thirty eight nothing. Of course, the Eagles had won the championship the year before uh, with uh, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame running back from LSU. His name escapes me right now, but uh, he. It was only a seven nothing game as the uh, Eagles uh, win their first championship. 1960, Ralph Boston of the U.S. Uh, sets that long jump record of 8.2 meters, which is uh, a little over 27 feet 11 inches. Uh, of course, Bob Beeman shatters that in Mexico in 68, going over 29 inches. The record has since been up to 29, four and a half, I do believe, uh, set uh, back in 92. 1963, Stan the man announces he'll retire at the end of the year, ending uh, a 22 year career with the Cardinals. Uh, stand the usual stand the man 1964 Mickey Mantle switch hits a home run in a game for his 10th and final time meaning he hits one from the left side and he hits one from the right side. He did that ten times during his career. In 1965, the Milwaukee Brewers Baseball Club applies for an NFL franchise, which comes to fruition in 1970 after the Seattle Pilots shut down with just one year in Seattle. They moved to Milwaukee, and uh, the next thing you know, uh, they're in the American League, and then again they move to the uh, National League. Uh, Sometime around 20 years later. Yeah, something like
1: that. Uh, it was ninety eight. It was when uh, Arizona and Tampa joined Major League Baseball. And, one went to the American, one went to the National, and uh, they felt the need to send a National, an American League team to the National League. Right. So it would be even numbers, uh, it, something to that effect. Well, Bud Sillig uh, pulled the plug on that on too. That. In my opinion, uh, you know, it was
0: dirty. Yes, that Bud Selig uh, pulled Houston out the National League. Well, and but that him, was ten years later. Yeah, but they made him go to. Uh, made More than go, ten years come to yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Made him go to the. Uh, I know my sister was really upset. <laughs> no, no. I
1: mean, <laughs> when they decided, uh, they forced the new buyers' hand. That's uh, correct. They said, "Hey, yeah, we'll sell you the team, but you got to move. Uh, we'll, we'll approve of the sale." But you've got to move to the American League, and that was dirty, too. Yeah, because... And the, the Brewers should have just gone back to the American th- League. If that's they wanted correct. to do what they did, uh, the Brewers should have and
0: gone And more back. natural rivalries up there, too, with uh, with the Twins, along with uh, uh, the White Sox, yeah. and uh, anyway... They're uh, in different
1: divisions, uh, always, uh, the Brewers and the... And that was one of the things growing up in Chicago, I had... The Cubs, of course, in the National League and the White Sox in the American League West. And then the Brewers were in the American League East. So it was easy for me to root for, because I I made countless trips to Milwaukee. Of course, we terrorized Brewer fans when it was the White Sox. But we'd go up there a lot of other times uh, just to watch the Brewers. What's
0: that, about a 90-minute drive up there? yeah. Yeah, like going to Baton Rouge. Exactly. It's a real easy trip. Yeah. Elsewhere uh, in 1967... The New Orleans Saints celebrated on this date their first preseason victory as they beat the St. Louis Cardinals 23 to 14. Of course, uh, the Saints went on that year to win 5 games in the exhibition season when they played 6. They went 6 and 1. Of course, everybody in and with the Halos in New Orleans was thinking Super Bowl, mm. you know, going 5 and 1 in the preseason. They they went about 6 or 7 weeks before they finally beat the the Philadelphia Eagles with Walt Flea Roberts returning a punt or a kickoff and catching a touchdown pass. Elsewhere in 1969, the Boston Celtics, Can't, man, this has got to be a misprint, sold for an NBA record $6 million in 1969. Can you believe that? Uh, I, I'd believe it at, in 69. Which was the a, lot, which was was a not, lot of money, but. The NBA man. was not huge. No, but yeah, I mean, really that, wasn't. that wasn't a lot of money, but what are they worth today? it probably scare you. Oh, yeah. Anyway, in 1970, Kirk Flood, every major league ought to kiss uh, the ground he walked on. He lost his $41 million antitrust suit, but he, it was the beginning of free agency in baseball with Kirk Flood basically sacrificing his career to take it all the way to the United States Supreme Court with the reserve clause. So uh, and then, anyway.
1: And and it wasn't so much a thing against St. Louis because no. he liked St. Louis. Oh, yeah, he didn't it, want to leave. Yeah, I think that's why he exactly, protested exactly. going to the Phillies. No,
0: yeah, I got it. He and Tim McCarver, uh, and I can't remember who they got in exchange for them, but Richie Allen, I think, they Maybe got some. in exchange for him. Elsewhere in 1974 again uh Yankees Mickey Mantle and Whitey Ford become the first teammates to be inducted to the Hall of Fame on the same day uh the chairman of the board and the mix so uh 1984 the Braves beat the Padres 5 to 3 but it featured two brawls and 19 ejections. You, know, you only had 50 players between the two teams, so they had uh, basically 31 players left, and how many of them were pitchers, too? Mm-hmm. So, uh, pitchers are
1: instructed not to uh, <laughs> that's throw that's a right.
0: Anyway, in 1984. Especially the st- with the pitching hand. <laughs> 1984, uh, Harmon Hall- Killerbrew, Rick Farrell, Don Drysdale, Pee Wee Reese, and Louis Aparicio inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Uh, In 1986, Don Baylor, ouch, gets hit by pitch for the record 25th time in a season. Yow, he breaks Ron Hunt's record later on as getting hit by most pitchers in Major League Baseball. Also in 1994, sad day in baseball here on this date. The Major League uh, Baseball uh, Players Association go on strike leading to the cancellation of the World Series for only the second time in Major League history, of course, in 1904. But in 1904, it the union. It was all about uh, the two leagues couldn't get together on a uh, dispute. Yeah, on a format where they wanted to play seven games or, or nine. nine, yeah. That's I, right. Yeah. Nine seemed like a lot. Yeah, at that time. But, you know, in 1919, it was a nine-game yeah, series. Yeah, was. it was. You know, which brought it on. Elsewhere in 2019, the Baltimore Orioles give up seven home runs. Uh, in uh, in a defeat to the Yankees, to break the American League single season home run record, they gave up almost 250 home runs that year. The Orioles, mm. uh, their pitching staff. Elsewhere, uh, today's birthdays. In 1880, Christy Mathewson, always one of my favorite uh, – Didn't, of course, never got to see him play, but yeah. uh, a Hall of Fame pitcher, a World Series MVP, a triple crown in pitching three times, NL wins leader, uh, and also two no-hitters, born in Factoryville, Pennsylvania, and uh, Christy Mathewson uh, – uh, entered in uh, World War One and was mustard-gassed, and it ended up costing him his life uh, seven or eight years later. Hard to believe he'd be 142 today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Christy Matthewson. Uh, Damn mustard gas. That's right. 1892, Ray Chalk. Uh, he was the catcher on that uh, 1919 Black Sox team in that regard. Uh, is that uh, – uh, a call we need to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and take it.
1: We need to, but we'll take this. Oh, oh there we go. All right. Anyway, it may have been a, a birthday uh, yeah, call. Uh, you, uh, give us a call back.
0: Those, That's you know. right. Elsewhere, in, uh, born in uh, 1928, Bob Buell. And the reason I bring it up, Bob Buell was one of the worst hitting pitchers in the major leagues. He had a career batting average. Uh, and he played many years, point zero eight nine, And when he'd get a base hit, I think the crowd would give him a standing ovation. Bob Buell, born on this day. Bob Euchre has nothing on that guy. That's right. Euchre hit two hundred at yeah. least. He was, I think it's just a shade uh, right around the Mendoza line, so with Euchre. Elsewhere in 1971, Pete Sampras, a tennis player, 14 Grand Slams, uh, born in Washington, D.C. on this date in 1971. And uh, today's quote of the day, uh, by a former Pirates general manager, he said, Ball players and deer hunters are alike. They both want the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's from Larry Daughtry, the former Pirates GM. And that's today in sports history on August 12th uh and uh jeff uh i don't know if you have any uh, headlines just to bring up about i i'm
1: i'm seeing nothing uh fresh that's uh news but uh, again uh, we'll look forward to uh being back on monday with bayou sports and hopefully um we'll have uh, a better phones feed from uh, ryan antoine uh, yeah
0: that would be nice too mm-hmm. uh it was a shame that we couldn't connect it uh, very well because uh, you know the defending uh 4a champ uh he's got a lot of good players coming back uh one that I saw is basically committed to the University of Texas. He'll join Eli, I mean, uh, uh, Arch Manning, along with some other New Orleans uh, players that have uh, committed. Texas, I think he's got four or five commitments here in the state of Louisiana yeah. this year. Yeah. Just amazing. So, and you uh,
1: wonder how much Arch's uh, decision to go there influenced that.
0: Uh, yeah, you wonder about that, too. That's a good point. Uh, so, Will Randall, the tight end off of Newman, will be heading that way, too, along with... Uh, our own uh, uh, Williams uh, here in uh, New Iberia. So, anyway, Jeff, uh, that's it in sports history today and uh, Bayou Sports. So, uh, anything else to uh, add before we head off? No. We'll have one of the coaches on, uh, again, Monday, like yeah, you said, Ryan Antoine yeah. and all.
1: So, again, uh, thanks to our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, and, by the way, big uh, after-party tonight. Well, it's technically not an after-party. We're calling it the red carpet after-party uh, for the – Best of the Tesh Awards will actually begin before the uh, Best of the Teshs wrap, but Cajun Company band there tonight after uh, right around 8 o'clock. Rain should be out of the way by then, so hopefully uh, they'll be able to have the band tonight, Uh, but again, check out the Quarter Tavern, Schwing Insurance, uh, the Headache and Pain Center, and Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Uh, Go H.M. Flare. Once again... News coming up, brought to us by David Funeral Homes, and then back into the music. Stay
3: with us. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing, and the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s.